All right, this is it. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 306 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. And we're back, broadcasting once again from deep, deep, underneath a nondescript home in suburban Pennsylvania. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for streaming. Ever how you go about it. I appreciate it. Uh, today, as I record this, it's uh, Tuesday morning. I'm home alone. Ultra rare, although the younger boy is only at the gym, so he could be back any moment. But the uh, the older boy, he's gonna go. He he he's going to school. He's he's entered into a new school. So today's orientation, we'll see how it goes. And Tony went back to work. She was off for four months after losing her job. She uh, she went through a whole process. It was a it was an emotional roller coaster, where she applied for a whole bunch. She lost her job. She applied for a whole bunch of jobs and heard nothing for weeks. And we were like, oh, my God, especially her. I mean, she's a worrier. I'm never going to work again. Nobody's going to hire me. uh." I said, give it time, man. I work for a giant corporation. The wheels of progress, I mean, they are slow. I mean, you're not going to get anybody to immediately jump. So anyway... And then I think we went to Myrtle Beach during that period, and she started getting calls when we were in Myrtle Beach. And uh, and then after that, she got m- many interviews, most over the phone, some in person, and then she got multiple offers for positions, you know. So it was a whole process of going through, uh, you know, we're like, oh, God, this is not going to—first of all, like, oh, shit, I lost my job. <laughs> That's number one. And then— I'm never going to work again. Nobody's calling me, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm just, a, you know, like she's stressed out beyond belief. And then we applied for, uh, she applied for unemployment. It took seven weeks, seven weeks before she saw a dollar from that, you know, because it's a giant bloated bureaucracy with uh, redundancy upon redundancy, just people working there that don't need to be there, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it, it, it took seven, what if you didn't have, what if you had no income? What if she was like a single mother or something and she had no income, you know, seven weeks. But anyway, so she finally, uh, she finally went, she finally went back to work yesterday and uh, she's during, uh, she's doing training for two weeks. And she goes, it's all the way down in Wilkesbury. I said, yeah. She goes, I don't like driving all the way down there. It's terrible. It's too far. I said, yeah, try doing that for 16 years, and then we, we can discuss it. <laughs> I drive past Wilkesbury. You know, I drive 36 miles. I think. I think. I think it's 36 miles from our house to my job. So anyway, so I, right now I'm by myself. It's it's quiet. I got a good sleep. 
All right. I, I, I know I'm probably beating a dead horse here, but I got this Fitbit for Christmas, and I'm obsessed with it. It does this uh, sleep analysis, and I'm obsessed with it. And I'm and I basically I'm like, uh, you know, I'm trying to get the highest score. It, it offers you up a score on a daily basis. This is, you know, they they grade your sleep from the night before. Yesterday I got up and I and I, I was like, I don't think I had. I don't feel like I I got a good sleep, you know. I'm tired. Like it's, when you get out of bed and you're tired, it's probably not. It's not a good sign. So I I open up the app. You have to give it like ten minutes for it to calculate all that stuff. You know, you get out, you get downstairs, pour yourself a cup of coffee, you know, get settled into your uh, waking up chair, and then you you open up the app and it's, it scored a sixty seven. Yesterday was a sixty seven. It's the lowest score I've ever had. Almost all of my scores are in the 70s. I'm not a good sleeper. I'm a disaster. I mean, I, I am worried about it. I think I'm going to have to have a sleep study. And um, so yesterday was the worst of them all, 67. I mean, if that were, uh, that would be a D, right? If you were in school, 67 would be a D. That's not good. That's not a good sleep. That's not a good score. It's not a good grade. So, and then... Yesterday or last night, the night you know last night, uh, I felt I woke up and I'm like oh, I think I slept good. I think I'm gonna get a good score today. I'm like our like uh, competing against myself. It's like golf almost. It's like uh, it, you know it's my version of golf. You know, except you're not trying to get the lowest score. You're trying to get the highest. And um, so I, I I do the whole ritual. I open it up and there, it has no sleep score. I'm like, damn it. Like sometimes it's, it doesn't give you a score. I mean, well, that's actually only happened one time. But sometimes I open it up and it's like it's not finished calculating, you know. So then I, I closed it and uh, you know checked out some stuff and I opened it up again, and eighty four, the highest. It is the highest I've ever had. And the thing gives you, oh my god, it has all these graphs. It has all this information. I don't know how it it, it does all this calculating. It feels mildly intrusive. But you know, you're the one strapping the thing on your wrist. You know, you know it's not it's not like uh, it's not like one of those uh, those what do you call those things? Those Amazon those devices that people sit around the house. Anyway, uh, it gives you all these graphs about your breathing, your heartbeat, your snoring, your tossing and turning, all this stuff. So um, I, I look at that stuff and. And last night was a thing of beauty. Ah, it's a thing of beauty because uh, I'm awake all the time. It shows. It shows. It breaks it down into four categories: your sleeping, and uh, REM sleep and deep sleep are supposed to be 25 percent each. 25 percent each. And mine's like sometimes like that REM sleep is like I don't know 11, and the other one's like nine. You know, it's like not even close. And also, I'm awake a lot. It, it shows that I wake up like multiple times throughout the night. Sometimes there's spikes in my heartbeat. Like this doesn't look good at all. <laughs> it's like you, they'll give you a graph. It'll show your heartbeat, and there'll be like, these these wild spikes. Like what the hell's going on? What is happening? Is this like some kind of nightmare or something? Is what? Why did my heartbeat spike up like that? I don't, I don't know. It looks terrible. It looks terrible on paper. It looks terrible in person. 
It looks terrible. And I'll wake up and all the covers are ripped and, like, you know, spindled and mutilated, you know. So anyway, I'm kind of obsessed with this. This this is like, I don't even use it for anything, this Fitbit. I don't even, I barely even look at the number of steps or any of that shit. All I care about is the sleep analysis. I'm like completely fixated on it and I'm kind of obsessed with it. And I I go back and I look at the charts and everything and um, I feel pretty good. 84, that's by far the highest. It's in the good category. First time I've ever been in the good category. I'm always in the fair category including yesterday when I was down in the 60s for the first time. I'm always in the 70s. It's, I told Tony, I said, well, you know, I'm kind of a C student kind of guy, so my sleep's in that category too, you know. I don't know. Do you have one of these things? Do you, Are you obsessed with the sleep part of it, or is that something that you just get obsessed with at the beginning and then you move on? I can't see myself moving on. I have a feeling I'm going to be looking at this shit forever. In fact, I might have to call the doctor and uh, and set up one of those sleep studies and get uh, maybe get something. I don't know. I don't. I feel I feel concerned about it. I feel all those spikes and stuff. What the hell's going on? Why would your heartbeat just spike at random spots throughout the night? What the hell's happening? What is going on in my... anyway? So that's what that's what's happening so far. Um, I do have a, a, a complaint about Amazon. <sighs> you know. I don't know what the hell's happening. Again, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on with these uh, these these heartbeat spikes, these uh, jagged snoring charts that I that I produce with high valleys, you know, or high peaks and deep valleys. I don't understand any of that, and I also don't understand how for years we had a contract with Amazon. You pay us this yearly uh, Prime whatever it costs, and you'll get specific benefits. And one of the main ones that everybody loves is two-day free shipping, right? Well, it's still free. What happened to that two-day? Where is that? Is that just gone? I mean, it's like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. All right, that's fine. Nobody says a word about it. I don't know. It seems like every time I order something from Amazon, it takes... I mean, I ordered a a DVD uh, for a movie that... Ian from Scotland uh, suggested that I watch called Yesterday. Uh, it's about some guy that wakes up and the Beatles never existed, yet he remembers all the Beatles songs, you know? You know what I'm saying? And um, I, it's, I, I love, you know, I'm a big Beatles fanatic, and, uh, you know, I, it sounds like something I'd enjoy. So I ordered a DVD copy of it, and um, it doesn't say it's out of stock. It doesn't say anything about it's out of stock. It just says... This item will deliver a month from today or something, you know, or almost a month from today. I'm like, what the hell's that? You know? And it finally shipped. It's been, it's, by the time it gets here, it's literally going to be a month. A month? If, if it said out of stock, I'd say, well, it's out of stock. I mean, what are you going to do? If I, you can't ship it if you ain't got it. Yeah, I've been in distribution for a long time. That's one of the uh, the main, one of the cliches of distribution. Hey, you can't ship it if you ain't got it. Anyway, um, so uh, you know, I understand that. I understand that, but I, it, there was no indication it was out of stock. And then I ordered. Uh, I've ordered some stuff. This you know, that's not. Uh, 
you know, these small little things. I can't remember what I've, I've ordered multiple things. I ordered a, I did order a mouse for my, for my desktop down here in the, in the bunker because the thing was starting to do some kind of skittery thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if you drag something, if you're like dragging something to a folder, it like kind of glitches out on you. It's like some kind of skittery. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's like, and then you end up putting it in the wrong folder. You can't find it. Like, what the hell's going on with this thing, you know? And I looked it up, and I bought it in, like, late 2021. August of 2021 is when I ordered that thing, the the, the previous mouse. So that thing doesn't work. I don't know what the hell. So I ordered another one, and it felt like as soon as I hit the order button, somebody was dropping it on my front porch. <laughs> it was so fast. I mean, I think it was literally the next day I got it. But then you order something else. Like, I ordered a wallet, a new wallet. It's like, this will be delivered in a... Uh, 10 days. Like, what happened to this two-day thing? Is that just, we're just like, all right, that's the hell with that. You know, well, they're just not doing it anymore. Everybody bitches about everything. They don't seem, I don't hear too many people bitching about that. I'm bitching about it. It irritates me. You know, we have a contract. We have a, con- we, you know, we we, we have a uh, an agreement. Two-day free shipping. I mean, you guys got to crank up these sweatshops. What the hell's going on? You need to fire this thing up. I know that you can't hire anybody. Although I saw where you guys hired off. I'm talking about Amazon. I'm just I'm, I'm addressing Amazon, where you guys laid off like eighteen thousand people the other day. Eh, I'm not sure that's a good idea, because you know like I'm not getting my uh, my DVDs in a timely manner. I'm not getting my new wallet. You know, you guys did a great job with the mouse, and uh, but you know, crank up your sweatshops. Let's get them moving. Come on, let's get to it. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's winter. It's cold. We're watching a lot of TV. This is what you do. You know, it's what you do in the winter because it gets dark at like 4.30 in the afternoon. And then it's like, it's cold. You don't want to go out. You go out in the daytime a little bit, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And there's like nothing. It's like cold. We don't watch sports. I watch baseball, but there's no baseball right now. There's a baseball-sized hole, hole in my heart. It's coming around, though. Spring training's coming around in, like, uh, I don't remember, something like uh, 40-some days. I think it's in the 40s. I have an app on my phone. I think it's, like, less than 50 days. Spring training will be cranked up again. But anyway, there's no sports. We're just, like, so we're watching a lot of TV. And I thought I'd give you a little rundown. Uh, Dead to Me, we finished that. You seen that? It's pretty good. Christina Applegate and that woman from uh, when I saw her, I was like, "Who is that?" I think I, I think I know her. She was from Freaks and Geeks, except she was a teenager in that show, and now she's a uh, you know in her forties or whatever. That was pretty good, although it was kind of eh, the last season was a little melancholy, <laughs> but uh, we enjoyed the shit out of that. That was a fun show to watch. Dead to me, I recommend it if you're looking for something. Um, and then we. We started watching this, uh, we watched this show called Selling the Hamptons. Now that, that turned out to be an eye-opener, right? It's about, it's like one of those, uh, it's sort of like, you know, one of those uh, uh, real estate shows, like the Property Brothers and that kind of stuff, except it it kind of follows them specifically through the you know through the process of trying to sell houses in the Hamptons so you get to know these real estate agents there's like i don't know it's a group of them it, you know it's a small group of them they all work for the same company 
and um, you get an insight into uh, the backstabbing, the maneuvering, you know, the positioning, you know, the battling for these uh, listings and for all this stuff. And you get to know the, uh, you know, they they all have, you know, they have personalities and, you know, it takes a while, but you start to get into it, and um, that thing's crazy. Those houses that they sell up there, like, you know, they're all, like, multimillion-dollar homes. Unbelievable. I mean, they show these things, and I'm like, good Lord. <laughs> it's got this, this one that's like this this TV, this giant TV just rises out of the floor of the living room. You just push a button, this hydraulic lift. <laughs> takes this gigantic TV out of the middle of, you know, it's got like, multiple swimming pools and like uh, tennis courts, basketball courts. One of them had a baseball field. What the? And it's like, uh, this is approximately 15,000 square feet uh, overlooking the ocean. And uh, I mean, these things are like for billionaires. And these people are like backstabbing each other and they're like, but they all work in the same office and they have to be they have to coexist, and uh, there's all kinds of maneuvering going on. Fascinating. Love it. It was really good. I thought, I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of that show. But it was only on for one season so far. I think they're they're doing a second season. And then I was like, we were like, wonder if there's something similar to that. So there's all these different ones. There's like Selling Tampa. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. You, know, you go from Hamp- the Hamptons to Tampa. We didn't watch that. But there's one called Selling Sunset. There's multiple ones, I guess. This Selling Sunset, who I guess was on for five seasons. I don't know if it's still on. I don't know. We don't know much about it. But it is uh, similar, very similar to the Hamptons, except it's way more soap opera-ish. It's more of a soap opera. And I don't know about that. You know, I don't. I don't know about that. There are these people on there. Uh, I mean, it's like all about, there is a little bit of selling the houses, but it's a lot of bickering back and forth. Every time they go to a party, like every time they go to, there's, they all, I mean, this is, these people are high, high up. They're wearing like these high heel shoes. It's a bunch of women, uh, real estate agents, and a couple of these little weird uh, five foot four twin brothers that own the th- like one of them owns the uh the brokerage or the the real estate agency and his twin brother works there too and they're like they're real short and they're bald and they look like something that just walked off some kind of flying saucer you know and then they have all these like beautiful women they look like they're all models or something i don't know i don't think you can be ugly and work there if you walk up and and apply for a job there and you, and and you look like you know you just came from some kind of a you know Florida Georgia line out, uh, concert with a giant T-shirt on or something. You're not gonna yeah, yeah, yeah keep walking keep walking tubby you know. So uh, anyway, so they're all they all look like models you know. They're all dressed like super expensive. I mean, these high heels that are so ridiculous. Never seen such a thing. And and they sell these. These multi-million-dollar homes, right? And these two aliens running the running the show, and, and there's like all this stuff about. She said this about my boyfriend, and she's you know, it's like all it's like literally like junior high school. It's maddening, and, and they have these parties. They go to parties all the time, right? 
And uh, and every time they go to a party, somebody confronts somebody about something, you know, and it turns in, it escalates into this big shouting. It's like, I'm like, this is not the same, you know. That selling the Hamptons was basically about the business side of things. And, you know, you, you, you knew the personalities of the, of the people involved, which made it interesting. You liked some of them, you didn't like some of them. And, but it was about business. This is about relationships. And it sounds like a bunch of, bunch of junior high girls or maybe like 12-year-old girls. I'm, I'm not kidding. And, and it's like I heard, I, you know, I don't know if I should say anything about this, but the other night she made some comment about you and your, your relationship. You know, oh, my God, it's maddening. And then I'm like, why are we watching this? You know, <laughs> you know what the hell? And I think we're, there's five seasons of it, and they and they don't even really, I don't know. Every once in a while, they'll they'll try to sell a house or something, but it's mostly just a bunch of women bickering about, I don't know, about their relationships. Basically, I'm like, I don't know. This is not. This is not. And we're already into like season three. We're like powering through it. I don't know why we watch stuff like this. It's the winter. There's nothing. There's nothing on. Also, I started watching uh, Perry Mason again. You know, I'm trying to go. I want to watch every episode, and it's, I've been doing this for years. I can't do it. I mean, I do it for like months, and then I I take a break. And uh, I got into this patch, and I think I'm in season six or something. I got into this patch of episodes where Perry is not even in the show, or he's barely in the show. There's like telephone conversations with him from a hospital bed. Makes there's no explanation why he's in the hospital, but then they have. They have these guest stars that are basically stepping in for him, you know. And I'm like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> I read about it, and I guess he said he had some kind of a medical emergency. Doesn't say what it was. That's weird. One of them's Betty Davis. It's like these big stars stepping in, and they, they kind of like are dragged into. the. Uh, I saw the first two. The first one was Betty Davis, and she was like, uh, anyway. I don't want to get into that, but uh, it's I'm watching those again. That's a good show. The thing about that is the most of them are on this free VTV. It used to be called IMDb TV, and they changed the name to Free VTV. I think it's owned by Amazon. It's one of those free networks that you can get streaming, like Pluto TV and all those, Tubi and all that stuff. Um, there's a bunch of free ones, Crackle. Um, but anyway, this is Amazon's version of it. And um, they have, I'd say, 90% of the episodes. But every once in a while, you'll notice there's one missing. It'll go from episode 12 to episode 14. I'm like, what the hell happened to 13? It's like a, a building with a, no 13th floor. What the hell's going on? And then you look it up, and the only way you can do it is you have to subscribe to... Uh, if you want to see the missing episodes, they're on some other thing that you have to pay for. Anyway, I'm watching those. That's why I started bringing up to date on that stuff. I don't know. One of the, oh, on that, I'm um, selling Sunset. There's this guy on there I can't stand. They say he's French, and he's the boyfriend of one of, of, of one of the women. And I don't know what the hell's going on with him. He seems like some kind of Slovak, you know? <laughs> I don't know what the hell. They say he's French. He talks, he talks like a, like a, like, like a caveman. I don't know if there's some kind of problem. I don't know if there's some kind of like, uh, Mongoloidism going on. I don't know. He's like he's got one of those unibrows, 
and he's like a caveman, and and they they say he's a Frenchman. You know, I never heard a Frenchman sound like that in my life. He sound, it sounds like uh, maybe like more like a, a Russian or like some kind of Eastern European, and he grunts and he I don't know. I'm like, and he's an asshole, you know. Like, who is this? This woman, this woman's like forty or something, and she's gonna marry this guy. He's like twenty five. He's a he's an asshole, you know. He's like, uh, I do not care. Fuck you, you know. Says stuff like this. Like he says, fuck you to her, you know. I'm like, what the? Hang on a second. Time out, you know. And um, he's got this unibrow. And he's 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 got some kind of Slovak <laughs> vibe going. I don't know. Anyway, I know that I know they're manipulating us with these uh, people that you're supposed to hate. They do that crap on those uh, those cooking shows that we watch, like that uh, Master Chef. They always put people in there that you just, everybody hates them, and they never get kicked off. You know, because they it's good for ratings. It's good for, good for conflict good it makes good tv have these people on there you know that like universally hated you know that's what they do i, I know i'm being manipulated but i don't know i can't stand that guy you know he, french my ass it doesn't sound like any french person ever it doesn't sound like a french accent you know anyway you ever watch that selling sunset it's a it's a, it's a soap opera it's 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 almost it's one step down from those um, Real Housewives, when it gets right down to it, I feel a little shame ashamed that I'm watching it. But we really like that Hampton, Hampton, Hamptons, Hamptons. When <laughs> I thought well, this is gonna be the same thing as like the same title, anyway. All right, um, I do have a couple phone calls. I have three, as a matter of fact. And um, before we get to that, I want I do I do want to. Uh, do some, bring something back, and um, this is an oldie but a goodie, an old uh, something I used to do back in the old days, and, and here it is. Jeff K's Whistle Dick of the Week. All right, my, my son, uh, the older boy, he, he was telling me, some, telling me about something at his job, and I'm familiar with this concept. He said there's this person that they just hired, and, and they came in, you know, this brand new, doesn't know anybody, and immediately starts busting balls, you know, and he's, he's like the one of the one of the gang, you know, he's in there like joking around, offering uh, offering his opinions and stuff. I can't stand that. There has to be a ramping up, you know, when you're in, when there's a new person in, a, in the work in the workforce, there is a, a, a ramping up. You have to earn your spot. You can't just immediately come in and just uh, and just be uh you know, part of the gang. You can't. You're you're not instantly part of the gang. You have to be. You have to earn your spot in the quote gang. You can't just come in and start busting people's balls on day one because it's premature. It's it's not earned. It's 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 not earned. And um, he's telling me about that. How annoying it is. I said I know that. I I've, I've experienced that in my life, and uh, multiple times. And I don't like that. And, and you know, and uh, they come in, and they're they're offering they're 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 telling people how it's going to be, you know, and they're they're joking around. It's not it's it's premature. You so you premature, you 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 too early 
ball busters, you premature uh, you know, one of the gang people. You are the undisputed whistle dick of the week. All right. I think I need to tune that up a little bit. <laughs> I used to be I used to be able to crank those off pretty well. I felt like I was a little clumsy. Anyway, we'll get to, we have uh, three phone calls from two folks. The first one is from our old friend Eugene. Here it is. Hey Jeff, it's Eugene from the Wheeler's Dog Podcast. Again, thank you for having me on episode 300. I really appreciated it, and uh, yeah, it was a big thrill. Uh, it was nice to chat with Zip too, which is pretty cool. Uh, let's see, I, I need to update you on some jeans. You know, you're talking now. Uh, people don't. You're not supposed to wash jeans. I still have a pair of Levi's that I've not watched washed since uh, 2017. Uh, when the, when I lost a job at WSJS, uh, but I did have to wash a pair of jeans that I've had for, I don't know, three years. And I haven't washed them in two. I had to wash the other day. I, sometimes I have to deal with tires in my, my part-time job and I got a smudge. I didn't want to walk around looking like a bum all the time with a smudge right there just above the knee. So I washed them. I washed them. And I got to say, all the little wrinkles and everything that I built in where I started learning my body, is they all just kind of washed out. Yeah, it's not cool. But just to update you, I still have a pair from 2017 going unwashed. And like I said, after I get done wearing them, I just hang them up and uh, let the air take out whatever odors might be in them. And I've never really had a problem, even with sweating. Yeah. So that lady from uh, Levi Strauss was right. Uh. I don't know, man. I mean, I know everybody tells me, and every time I, I wrote about this on the website, I believe, and I and I mentioned it on the podcast a couple times. I don't know about the, the the thought of never washing your jeans. It seems kind of gross to me. But I know everybody tells me that I'm the one that's wrong, and you're not supposed to wash your denim. And that's why I have these massive blowouts all the time because I wash my jeans every weekend. You know, and then I and and then and then the 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 denim gets brittle, and then the my ass just explodes, just lays it to way. I mean, there's like a massive catastrophic blowout, and there's like a section section of denim that's just missing. It's just gone. You can't even like uh, put it back together. There's like parts of it missing. Like, where did that missing panel go? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, I understand how that would be a benefit. It feels disgusting. I mean, you get sweaty. I mean, there's like, uh, you know, there's some, uh, you know, stuff that passes through there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a filter, you know. It's like filter. It's like a, it's like a, like a fart catcher. You know those uh, dream catchers that fake hippies and, and uh, people that wear. A lot of turquoise have those dream catchers, you know those uh, potheads. You know they have sometimes they have like the uh, like the feathered uh, roach clips and maybe like a dream catcher. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Well, they, I feel like these things are like uh, fart catchers, and I don't know. I just don't want to. I just don't want to put on a pair of jeans and have the memory, you know, of, of, of caught farts. From days before, you know what I'm saying. But you say you can hang them up and uh, they air out and everything. Okay, all right. I need to try it out because I don't, you know, I don't like blowing out my pants, especially when I'm at work. 
I've done that several times. It's been a long time because I, you know, I, I've adjusted the way I uh, take care of my jeans. Um, but um, I have uh, blown out jeans on more than one occasion at work. One time, I was going to go just drive over to Target and buy a new pair of jeans and swap them out, you know, in the in the in the men's room. You know, I mean, I've and sometimes a couple times I've had to drive all the way home and change. Tony's like, "Oh my God, you need to take a look in the mirror. What is going on? You can't live like this. You're like blowing out pants, you know." And um, so anyway, I. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I don't know if I can. You said you haven't washed a, a specific pair of jeans since 2017. I don't know if I can go that far. And I don't know about the wrinkles that that learns the contours. I don't know. Nothing needs to learn the contours of my body. You know. But anyway, um, I, I will. I'm gonna give it a try. All right. But I'm not gonna go to that extent. May. It, would you guys allow me to wash my jeans like every two weeks instead of once, one every week? Will that be allowed? Could you guys allow me to do that? And then maybe I'll edge into it and like extend it, start extending it. Don't they get gigantic and baggy? I feel like I'd be wearing hammer pants, you know, in short order. Uh, and and the and the waist would be like you know fifty two inches. <laughs> they would just keep getting larger and larger. Especially in the summertime when it's like real humid and stuff. Ugh. All right. Well, I believe you because uh, you're not the only one, but I eh, find it mildly disturbing. But I appreciate you calling, Eugene. And I was happy that you were on the episode two, um, the, the episode 300. We had a good time on that. So, uh, so yeah, thanks thanks for calling, Eugene. This next call, the next two calls actually are from our old friend Ian in Scotland. I don't know. It feels like I haven't put a podcast up for a while. I don't know. I'm behind as usual. Starting out a new year, just like I ended the old one. But uh, here's the first one. This is the first call from uh, Ian right here. Hey, Jeff. It's Ian of Scotland. Happy Christmas. Um, it's Boxing Day. Uh, as I call you here. don't know if you call the day after Christmas Boxing Day. We do, for some reason. I have no idea why, but that's what it's called, Boxing Day. Um, beautiful day here. Um, yeah, I was uh, re-listening to a couple of episodes there. The episode 300 um, with uh, Eugene and Zip and how they couldn't understand my accent. <sighs> um, yeah, slightly frustrating. Just maybe... I would suggest they listen to other accents. Um, I find it frustrating. My sister, who's across in Virginia, she is she she she's needing therapy with it. I think day to day. I mean, her accent's not as strong as mine. She's been in Canada for ten years, so it's softened off a lot. Softened off. Well, that's been hammered down smooth. So, um, she's in Virginia, and she still gets the Labrador head at least twice a day, she says. She's just going to the store and ask for something like milk, and then the head goes to the side like a Labrador. <laughs> and she's got to, like, try and change... Uh, sorry, um, is, is it milk? Or, you know, modify her accent ever so slightly so they can understand it. 
hilarious and frustrating, but hilarious as well. A little sad, maybe, on the side, but we find that shit hilarious, how other countries can't understand our accent. And we don't have strong accents. Like you said, he's not even the worst. Um, which was nice to hear. Um, anyway, mate, so just driving back through Fife, back home. It's a lovely day here. I'm going to wish you all the best for 2023. Listen, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Okay, bye. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying about the accents. I get it, too, a little bit. I don't get it as much as you do, probably, because your accent, uh, you know, Scottish accent, uh, like we like like has been discussed before, um, I think Americans, or I don't know if it's just Americans, but I think America, Americans, for some reason, have a, have, have a difficult time with it, um, for whatever reason, I don't know why, and I can see why it would be annoying. I get comments about my accent too. I don't even think it's that bad, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I mean, we were sitting in uh, uh, me and Steve, who are you know from you know raised fifty yards from each other in Dunbar, West Virginia. We were sitting up here in a in a Five Guys one time, sitting there talking, eating lunch, and some woman come over and she goes, "Excuse me." Are you two from Alabama? <laughs> I'm like, get the what the step away from my table, step away from my uh, my bushel basket of fries, sister. Who you who, who you say I'm from Alabama? You know, she goes. I just heard your accents, and I just you know, I, my daughter's going to a school down there in Alabama. You sound just like those people that you know, those hillbillies, those hicks down there. I mean, you sound like just like those hicks. When we go down to Alabama, you know, that might not, that's a paraphrase. But, you know, I, I get comments about my, it's very annoying. But I understand your, I, I understand what you're saying. It is, it's kind of frustrating. Boxing Day, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people, I don't know what the hell that is. I mean, I know what it is. But Americans don't really uh, talk about it other than, you know, being, trying to, trying to act like, uh, they're international or something, you know. Uh, happy Boxing Day! Like nobody knows what that is. Do you? Uh, you said you don't know what it is either. What the hell's the the? the what's the? Uh, what does it mean? I mean, I know it's the day after Christmas. What's the origin of it? I don't know what it is. But no, we don't really do that here. There, there's a few hipsters that bring it up, and I I really enjoyed the uh, uh, the little Terry Hall. Uh, you know, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Appreciate that. That's a little insider. A, l- a little insider. Uh, I don't know if it's a joke, but um, I enjoyed that. Terry Hall, uh, in case you guys don't know, was the lead singer of the Specials. Great band from the 80s. Died recently, right around Christmas time, I think. And um, one of their songs was Enjoy Yourself. It's later than you think. There you go. I mean, he was only like 62, and he died of uh, pancreatic cancer. How's that for, uh, uh, you know, bring uh, liven things up here? I appreciate that, Eugene. I was, I mean, oh God, I, I appreciate that, Ian. Uh, I'm getting my colors mixed up. Um, I, 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 got, I got your little reference. Appreciate that. And here's another call from Ian from the next day, from the very next day. Right here. Hey Jeff, it's seeing in Scotland again. Um, driving home through Fife. It's horrific <laughs> today. 
um, snow, sleet, ice, terrible. Um, just wanted to ask you if it's the same across in the States. When did mudguards become optional extras on vehicles? Mudguards, you know, the, the flaps behind wheels which stop spray, um, ruining the vision of the car behind the vehicle. When did they become optional extras? Um, number two, I've got a top tip for you. I am wearing, as I drive, these uh, yellow sunglasses, yellow driving glasses, I suppose. Um, you can pick them up for a couple of bucks. They are lifesavers, man. Get yourself a pair of these. They will change and hopefully save your life. Okay, mate. Um, take it easy. Keep up the work. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I haven't really noticed uh, the mud flaps. That's what we call them, mud flaps. But I, I want to take a look at them. I know there's when you're driving down Interstate 81, the Devil's Parkway, and it's like slushy and and and, and muddy and well, slushy, I guess, and icy and shit. Those trucks, you know, throw up all kinds of mess all over your windshield. So maybe they don't have mud flaps anymore. I don't really. I need, I need to check that out. I don't know. They used to have them, and they had like a naked lady on them. And they had like designs on them. Sometimes they would have like some kind of saying on them. There's always like a silhouette of a naked woman on them, on your mud flaps. What the hell's that? You know, you know, like uh, you know, sexualize your mud flaps. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes they have like uh, political sayings on them or something, or some kind, or maybe like some kind of a Bible, something from the Bible. People use their mud flaps to convey messages, you know? You're right. I don't remember seeing them. Now, where are those naked uh, those naked ladies in profile? I need to, uh, you're right. I'm going to check that out. I haven't really thought about it. And, and, and there is a lot of shit flying around up on the interstate, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. And I do, you know, I have a bunch of cheap sunglasses in my car. I buy them every once in a while. And, um, yeah, I mean, I have to. As soon as I get in my car, I put them on, even if it's, like, raining. It feels, sometimes, I don't know if you guys are with me on this, it feels like even if it's cloudy, it's bright. Somehow it's bright. Even if it's, like, overcast and it's raining, sometimes it feels too bright. It's it's like a muffled bright. It's like bright light. <laughs> bright, L-I-T-E. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. I'm with you on that. Thank you, thanks, Ian, for uh, those two phone calls. I appreciate. It. I like when you call from the road. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I do. But um, anyway, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks, Eugene, as well. And I think we're at the end of this thing. Hope you enjoyed it. it feels like it's been a while. I don't know. I need to get. I need to get. I need to get on a schedule. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little ranty. A little. Uh, a little weird, but I um, hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to call like these two folks did today, you can do it. 570-290-8151 is the number. Give me a call around the clock. You know, if you have any kind of comment, questions, suggestions, what have you. Also, if you want two episodes a week instead of a measly one, you can do that too over at patreon.com. It's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll get an extra bonus episode every week. 
Not every once in a while. That's for suckers. Sign up today. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. And uh, I only have one more week on the $5 scratch-off project. I'm deeply in the hole. I mean, I don't know. It's going to take a Hail Mary. Only one more week. So on Saturday, I'll go buy two $5 scratch-off tickets. Both of them will probably be losers. And that'll be the end of that. I'm not doing it anymore. The hell with that. It's bullshit. It is a sucker's bet. I think I proved it. You know, I know some people, well, shit, I won $100,000. Yeah, whatever. There was this guy $100,000 at my job years ago, and he was like a recovering alcoholic. And uh, he, you know, he, he'd been sober for years, right? And um, But he, I guess he was really bad. And he, he lived in New Jersey, and uh, he, 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 he basically said he would, he used to say, I'm not allowed in the state of New Jersey. <laughs> I guess he was like a wild man. So he, he'd been sober for years, and uh, he, he played lottery and all that shit. He, he got a scratch-off ticket, won $100,000 on it came completely off the rails, started drinking again, and then um, they ended up finding him dead in his apartment. <laughs> I'm not... I'm, and the guy was like in his 40s or something. God. See, that's no good. You know, that's the downside of the lottery. And, you know, there might have been a little bit of a... You know, there's other problems involved in that situation. But anyway, I'm not doing it anymore. It's bullshit. sucks. It's no good, you know. I'm I'm a big-time loser two years in a row. Forget it. It's over. So one more week. You can check out the, the, the details over at the WBSR.com slash scratchoff5. Check it out if you want to. And I don't know, surfreportpod.com is the website, the backup, uh, you know, the support materials, the uh, value added. That's the website for the podcast. Check it out. Uh, surfreportpod.com and I think that's enough Um, until next time which will be over on the Patreon site for patrons only you guys have yourselves a fine fine day I'll see ya bye Step away from my uh, my bushel basket of fries, sister. <laughs>